Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Before Jesus' day, not many people were fishermen. The Israelite people were afraid of the sea. They only had one word for fish. That word covered everything from tiddlers to whales, because they didn't really want to go near the sea. But around the time of Jesus, near where he was brought up, near the Sea of Galilee, a small industry started to grow, a fishing industry, and he got bigger, started to flourish, and they found there's all kinds of great fish in that sea. And so that's why Jesus used fish and sea images so much in his teaching, because people could relate to it. But being a fisherman was a hard job. Year round, heat of summer, often in the cold of night. That's why people were challenged by Jesus, the people that he came. The first people he went to, he didn't go to the intelligentsia at the synagogues and the people who were debating and discussing. He went to working people who were used to a tough life. And he said to them, I'm going to challenge you to come and follow me. And they were like his first followers. They were the first who would show other people what it was like to be a follower of Jesus. So I want you to imagine this as I read it through. If you want, close your eyes and just put yourself in the picture. Now, however you want to imagine the Sea of Galilee, maybe you've been on a holiday somewhere where there's just crystal blue sea and sun's up and it's warm on your face and you can kind of just hear the sounds and just imagine yourself maybe sitting in the boat one day when Jesus comes along. This rabbi, people have been talking about him, you've heard about him, um, but maybe you've never had him come up close to you before. And there's like other people in the boat, but in a moment he's going to stand before you. And he's going to say the same thing to you as he says to them, which is, come and follow me. So just keep your eyes closed. We're going to read the story. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come Follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their net and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So the call of Jesus, the command of Jesus, was follow, and it still is. So if you're able to stand, please stand. We're going to practice following. With a game called Simon Says. You know how it goes. In fact, the way we're going to do it, if Simon says something, if he says two things, if you do the second thing, you're out just to make it a quick game, okay? So Simon says, put your hands on their heads. Simon says, put your hands on what your mama gave you. Uh, Simon says, put your hands on the shoulders. Point up. Sit down. Uh, 
Simon says, bend your knees. Now, Simon didn't say take your hands off your shoulders, so you have to sit down too. Okay. Simon says, if you, are, uh, if you did that, stand up and come to the front. If, you, if, you still, if, you, if you're still in, stand up. Simon says, and come to the front. Ah, and sit down if you're coming to the front, because Simon didn't say come to the front. And you're all really good, so you can sit down again. Give yourselves a round of applause. Follow me was not just a call to change the belief side of your life, although that is vital. Tonight at Ivy, Didsbury, Ivy Central, I'm going to be talking about how that happens, how we can change our minds, change how we think, and the best ways to do that, that will propel us forward into the plans of God. But it wasn't just about changing what you believe. Follow me was not just a call to change the behavior, to tidy up your act in some way, and to do things differently. It includes some of that, but that isn't primarily what it was about. It wasn't a behavior issue. It was actually follow me to become somebody different. To become like the person that you're following. That's what it was all about. This rabbi calling these people to come and follow him. They would know that means now you're going to live like me. You're going to live like me. You're going to copy me. You're going to imitate me so that now you become more like me. Because as you copy, as you imitate, you become like the people that you imitate, don't you? We know what it's like. You've done this throughout your life. There's been some people you've thought, oh, they're, they're pretty cool. I'm going to be like them. I want to be like them. So you end up acting like them. Maybe it's a, you know, different points in our lives. It could be a band or it could be a person you have as a hero, but you start to act like them. You become more like them. This is what Jesus meant when he said, follow me. It means do as I say, but more than that, it means do as I do. Do as I do. Later, Jesus would warn some people about religious leaders of his day and teachers he would say to them, listen to what they say, but don't do what they do, because they don't practice what they preach. So we just don't want to just preach here, we want to practice, don't we? Three people do, anybody else? Yes, yes, we do. So we're not just going to preach today, we want to practice, and in some ways, in various ways, I actually think as a church, we, I want to change this up a little bit, I do want us to be a lot more interactive in terms of the way in which we're doing, so feel free to shout stuff out. Mavis does. She's free. You what? She's free to do that. It's okay. I want us to be free and I want us to be interacting because if you're doing that, if you're saying yes and you're saying whatever, you're engaging with it, aren't you? So, another time, Jesus looked at a crowd and he said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I say? He's saying the same kind of thing. This is what it means when Jesus says, come and follow me. He's saying, do what I say, and then do what I do. This is what it is. So the first disciples were never, they were given the label Christian by other people. They were never known as religious. They were never, certainly not known as church goers. It wasn't about that. They were used to following Jesus. And as they did that, as they behaved like him, so they started to believe when they saw the things that he did that all things were possible and then they started to become more and more like him because they practiced following Jesus day after day in all of their decisions in every every place they went to every circumstance they would think I'm going to do I want to be like Jesus so I'm going to think what would Jesus do in this circumstance and they practiced following Jesus see everybody's following somebody some of us are following lots of people 
you know, through the media and all kinds of things. We try to piece together our picture of the world. Whether or not today you'd say that you're a, a, a believer in Jesus Christ or not, you're following somebody. These guys decided, actually, we believe this guy is the Son of God. And so he's worth following, so we're going to follow him. So we're going to call him Lord, which means leader, and we're going to follow the leader. We're going to follow the leader. They're Jesus followers. We've made a category of people relating to which the Bible would say, no, that's not it. Jesus would never think it was okay for people to say, oh, I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree with it. I think it's even interesting, but I'm not going to do anything about it. He would say, if that's the case, you're not a follower. You have to do it if you're a follower, don't you? It's like you can come along and when somebody gets up and maybe preaches wherever you, if you've ever been to church and say, this is what matters to God and this is how he wants to, us to live our lives so that we can make the most difference out there in the world. And, or maybe you even crack open a Bible for yourself at home and you start to read it and you hear you know, what God's saying through that to you and you feel like he's saying it. And if we listen to it, we think, oh, that's really interesting. It's really inspiring. It's really informative. It sounds like a really good idea, but we don't do anything about it. We are fooling ourselves. In that we are followers, but we're not really followers. And if, even if today you come into church and you listen to me and you kind of think, oh, he said some good stuff and we had a, you know, some people danced well <laughs> and we had a good time, but you go out the door and nothing happens, it doesn't matter and we're not really Jesus' followers. And we think that's it, but it's not it. That's hearing and saying, Lord, Lord, but doing Nothing. And Jesus is like, he said to those people who are like that, he says, do I know you? I don't think I actually know you. So the rabbi, you see, in those days, people have looked into the history of this. If you followed a rabbi, you literally followed him. If we went for a walk one day, and the, the, all the followers would follow the rabbi, and they would walk like he walked. So if he walked like this, they walk like this. And if he came to a rock and he went round it to the right, they would go round it to the right. Because they were imitating him. And if, if they were like, I, they saw, he saw one of them go around to the left, he'd be like, whoa, hang on. Pull, stop this train. What is this you're doing? We, we come around the right-hand side of the rock because we're followers. Now you might be thinking, yeah, but what's my, what's my independence and my right to do what I want? No, no, you lay that down to be a follower because you want to become like the one you're following. You do just like him. So let's practice following again. Stand up, if you're able to stand up, or sit up, if you're only, you only able to sit up. Take a big deep breath in through your nose. Get into groups of three. Touch three, so you're, you're, you're kind of with three people, yeah? Okay, they need to stand up too. It's not gonna work. Well, maybe if they've gotta sit down, they can sit down. Point to the person that you think is probably the best dancer in the three. Okay? Now, that person that you indicated is the aerobics instructor. You have to do what they do. Okay, you might need to move out and make a bit of room for this. Whatever they do, you follow. Okay? Whoever that leader was, you get ready to lead. And we've got some wonderful music. I like to move it. Let's move it. Is she not there, the sound lady? Oh, she's there. She was in the three, she was enjoying it. Okay.
at least two high fives. So, what does following Jesus look like? Does it look like action? It looks like action. It looks like doing something. Following Jesus means three things. You ready for the first one? Okay, the first one, that's good because the first one is a fast yes. That's following Jesus. It's a fast yes. How long did they hang around waiting to decide? They didn't. Look, Peter and Andrew, come and follow me at once. James and John, come and follow me immediately. Somebody once said, delayed obedience is disobedience. When Jesus says to you to do something, does he get a quick and full yes from you? Who here has a problem with procrastination? Put your hand up. Some people are thinking, I'll put my hand up later on. <laughs> You've really got a problem. So, practice. Sitting down if you've got to sit down, if you can't stand up. Everybody else, stand up and shout yes. One, two, three, go. Yes! yes! And again. Yes! And again. Yes! What a way to live. What a fantastic way to live. I, I was at this thing, I was in London, I was coming back home, and I was on the tube, and I was thinking, so many people, we've got a no mentality in life. Oh, no, not me, and I don't know. And, like, and, then, and I was like, God, I don't want to be like that. And I've heard of a film called Yes Man. And I said, that's what I want to be. I want to be somebody who says yes to the things that you've got for me in life. I don't want to be somebody who puts stuff off and wonders about it and then has all these kind of regrets. If you ask me to do something, I'm going to be yes. I'm going to step in with a yes. And then I get home, and I'm, 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 I've got this little kind of place that I'm staying in, and, and I, uh, I put the telly on. Guess what film's on? Yes, yes man. I've never even seen it. There it is. And God's like, yes, man. Because <laughs> he, he loves it when he finds somebody who'll say yes to him. You can do all, God can do all kinds of things through somebody who'll give him a fast yes. Yes? yes. yes. Sorry? Yes. How much better would your life be? If you gave God a fast yes. Number two, following him means Jesus first. It says they left behind their nets to follow. They left their dad, they left their family business to follow. If you look through the Gospels, you're going to see a lot of time that these guys spent mending their nets. You might think, why are they always mending their nets? The thing is, their nets were their most precious possession. It was what they would do for hours. If they weren't fishing, they would be mending those nets. Mending nets was one of the fishermen's most important skills. The nets were their most treasured possession. Made of linen, very expensive for them. They would have to be carefully cleaned and dried out every single day or they would rot and wear out. What is your net? What I mean is, see, this was their identity that was tied up in those nets. This was their security. This was their livelihood. This was how they got through today and how they were going to get through tomorrow. That's what the nets represented. What's the net for you? What is it? From some of you, you don't have a net, but you have a computer. Or maybe you have a hammer and nails, or, or, or I don't know what it is, but you've got something that is what you do. And then if somebody says to you, who are you and what do you do? You say, oh, I'm whatever, and I do this. That's your net. It's all wrapped up in that. From now on, when anybody answered them, asked them that question, they would say, when they say, who are you and what do you do? They say, it doesn't matter who I am, I follow Jesus. That's who I am first and foremost. You need to know, first thing you need to know about me is I'm a Jesus follower. Yeah. 
Follow me means from now on, it's Jesus who defines who you are. So if you've never done that, I'm going to, I want to invite you to do it. And to, it's the best decision that you'll ever make. These guys, I don't think they would ever have had a regret about the day that they left behind their nets and they left behind their boats and they left it all behind and they came and they followed Jesus. Because it means, actually, it's such an adventure. It means he can call you anywhere, anytime to do anything. And that is an adventure. You have to lay that down, though, to be able to follow. You have to lay that down to be able to see miracles happen. Over and over again, actually, you'll see time and time again then from then on that Jesus did miracles in their nets. He took what they, what, what they had left behind and actually said, now I can really use it. Because sometimes you think you're laying it down and really he's just going to use it in a different way. But now it's for him and for his purposes. Whatever you give up to follow Jesus is worth it. But sometimes you think you've given it up and actually he says, yeah, I'm going to use it even more now. You're going to see some miracles in that area. Does that sound good? Following Jesus means we put Jesus first above and beyond anything and anybody else. They left their boats, they left their nets, they left their dad. What might Jesus call you to leave behind so that you can more closely follow him? Maybe it's stuff that's caught up in the nets of your life. Maybe there's guilt, maybe there's shame, maybe there's regrets of things that you could have done and you wished, or things that you did do and you wished that you hadn't done. Maybe there's shame, maybe there's... Leave it behind, leave it in the net and come and follow him. Could it be worries and fears? What do people think? What if this happens? Leave it in the net and come and follow him today. Leave it in the net and, and give him a fast yes. Do it immediately. Do it now. Do it today. Practice a quick and eager yes. It's the best way to live. Number three. Ready for number three? Yeah. Fast forward. We're in a year of acceleration. These guys were actually already pretty successful in their lives. They owned boats. They were in charge of a business, the family business. It says in Mark's gospel, they actually had hired servants who would help them. So they're doing really well. But I wonder what had happened if they'd said no. We'd never have heard of them, would we? Andrew and Peter and James and John. We name our kids after these people. What if they'd said tomorrow? What if they said no thanks? Well, you know, they, I said, that's what they, they probably wouldn't have just said a no. They wouldn't have been that rude, but they, they could have put it off. They could have said, we'll do it some other time. Instead of giving that fast yes, they said, maybe tomorrow, Jesus, I'll follow you someday in the future. When my life gets really bad and messed up, then I'll call out to you and you better come running to sort it out. But not yet, because actually I'm doing okay. But if it all goes pear-shaped, then I'll want you. A lot of people do that with God. But... He's talking about right now. He's talking about standing in front of them where they are when actually it's still going okay and saying, come and follow me and leave that stuff behind and let's see what follow me looks like. And I think if they were to look back on their lives later, I think that they would say that actually this was the greatest moment of their lives. The day that they first gave the full yes to Jesus and decided to follow him from that moment on. Because I know that that's certainly what I would say. I've only got one regret about following Jesus, and that's that I didn't do it a day, a month, a year, ten years sooner. It's the best thing. He's my best friend. Some people have got way the wrong impression of what it is to be a Christ follower, and they reject it as a result of it, and I reject it too, because it isn't what we're talking about. Following Jesus is the best way to live. It's the most exciting adventure to follow him. And if you are finding, as you're sitting there as a Christian, thinking, well, I don't find it exciting... Maybe I have to ask you, are you really following him? 
Because if you stick close, he might lead you into some very dangerous territory. He might lead you into some high adventure. He might lead you to, to, to right some wrongs and to fight against injustice and to, to do some unbelievable self-sacrificing things, heroic things to make a difference in the world like he does because he's going to do that. And if you're following him, you're going to do it with him, aren't you? Are you sticking close enough? Are you, stick, are you putting your footprints in his? Because if you stick close, he will fast forward you, you into a real adventure that is called a life of faith. They left their nets and their boats behind, their security, their identity. But do you think, does anybody here think actually they ever regretted it? Not at all. Because what would they have missed out on if they'd said no, if they hadn't said a full yes? Because when they said that fast yes, it, it took them forwards into a place where they saw water turned into wine. They saw tens of, hung, uh, tens of thousands of hungry people being fed at their hands. They saw individuals and multitudes healed and set free. They lived every single day with the expectation that impossible was now possible. They saw the dead rise. They heard the storm still. They danced with the lame and they saw the blind set free. They saw him walk on water and one of them did the same. How cool is that? Because he wanted to imitate Jesus. So if you can do it, why can't I do it? I want to be like you, Jesus. And then after he died and rose again, they all ended up energized with power from on high, with the Holy Spirit, so that they could go and do what? Miracles just like he did. And they did. And he said, you're even going to do some greater things. I don't even know what that means, but it turns out that Peter's shadow healed people. What's that about? Because you know what they'd said? Jesus, I want to be just like you. I want to be just like you. Because people could see, actually, after a while, these guys did it. They became like Jesus. And because they became like Jesus, they did the kind of things that Jesus did. Because they were the kind of people that Jesus was. Because this is what happens. When you do like him, you become like him. Because when you follow a man who's God, when you follow a miracle worker and you do just like him, you end up becoming just like him. So, is anybody here going to follow and put Jesus first? Yes, yes. yes. Is anybody going to give Jesus a fast yes from now on? Yes. If so, and you're able to stand, please stand up. The band are going to come up. And we're just going to pray as we're starting to round off. Lord, I want to stick close to you. Lord Jesus, we know that you're already always on the move. You're on the move in this world. And we don't want to just say, Lord, Lord. Do we? We want to do it. We want to do the things that you call us to do so that we can be the people that you call us to be. We want to, like the Bible says, be imitators of Christ this week. So get ready with a fast, full yes. Who's got a yes? Yes. yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We belong to you. We want to do what you want. We don't even understand everything that it means, but I'm here. I'm signing up. Sign me up. Just imagine again, Jesus comes and he stands by your boat and he looks at your nets, whatever it is that is your life that represents it. And he stands in front of it and he says, come and follow me. What are you going to say? Yes. Sorry? Yes. Put a hand up. Sign me up. Put a hand up if, if you're saying, yeah. I'll follow you. 
sign me up, Lord. Maybe I've messed it up in the past. Maybe I've wandered off. Maybe I've heard you and said no. Maybe I've put it off. I don't want that to be the case anymore. Sign me up for a fast full, yes. Sticking close to you, going where you want me to go. Just tell him. Whatever it means to you now, I'll leave behind comfort and security. I'm not going to have my identity in anything else but you. I want to trade it all for the great, the pearl of great price, which is your kingdom. Sign me up. Follow me. You say, I don't know where it's going to lead. Follow me. I don't know where I'm going to go. Follow me. I don't know what it means. Follow me. says do what he does be like him not just saying it but doing it just to seal the deal we're going to sing about that thanks for listening for more podcasts go to ivychurch.org forward slash media